Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Humanity Unlocked. I am your host, Kimberly Daya, and today I am co-hosting this episode with my husband, Mark, and together we are discussing the topic of marriage and relationships. Mark and I have been together for over 20 years and we've been married for 17. We get asked about our marriage and relationship a lot. We've been through quite a bit over the past 17 years in our marriage, and for us, our experience has been that it's brought us closer and it's made our marriage stronger. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll share our strengths and weaknesses, the areas that come easiest to us and where we feel the most solid, uh, the areas we have in common and where we are different, and of course, areas where we are still a work in progress. There's a lot uh, we have planned to share and we're going to be as transparent as appropriate for a podcast, which is pretty transparent in our case, but I have one disclaimer, and that is to say that this is just what works for us. Given our personality types, it's 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 what's working for us. So this is not marriage advice. <laughs> I feel like uh, some version, though, um, or the basic principles behind some of the points we share could probably be beneficial across the board, but we're not perfect. We just know um, what's working for us. So with that said, I want to first welcome my co-host, my husband, Mr. Mark Daya, to Humanity Unlocked. And secondly, I want to thank him for being such a great sport, agreeing to participate in my very first co-hosted episode. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, should and be fun. Thank you for being here. And are you excited or, or are you nervous or um, are you neutral? I am kind of excited, okay. but a little nervous. Like, you know, I w- want to make sure that it's uh, fun, entertaining, and yet informative all at the same time. So think, pressure's on, right? Yeah, the pressure's on. <laughs> the entertaining part might be a challenge for us, but we will do our best. For low-key folk. Okay, I was trying to decide the best way to start. I'm thinking we should begin by talking about the basic fundamentals of our marriage um, and relationship that I think we both attribute the success of our marriage to. But before we do that, um, let's just give a quick background for anyone who doesn't know. Um, If you listened last week uh, to the episode where I gave my personal story, you already know how we met and the circumstances surrounding that. And if you didn't listen or, or don't know our story, basically... We met when we were 24 and 25. Um, I was a single mom and um, to my one-year-old son at the time, recently split from my ex-husband and basically lost everything and was living back at home with my mom and, and my baby. I was unemployed. It was it was all the red flags. Um, and I was open. Yeah, I was like a jackpot. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was open about my red flags, though, <laughs> during that first phone call. And just to put it into perspective, Mark was a 25-year-old homeowner right? College uh, graduate from UC Davis and um, grew up in, you know, as privileged as a privileged only child who went to private schools his whole life in Monterey. So the only part of our upbringing is that I'd say we have in common is we both, you know, had healthy childhoods, Mm -hmm. Uh, not much else. So let's talk about our unlikely pairing. I have my version, which I'll share, but let's start with you. Why? Because I get this a lot, you know, Okay. People ask, there's a few questions that are most common. This is one of them. Um, why were the red flags not an issue for you? Um, I think it was just uh, how you overcame it very quickly with how forthright you are. Um, it was like, you know, well, first of all, you know, I was attracted to you, obviously, and I met at a bar and I'm like, who's this hot, tall, blonde chick? And, and, um, and then when I started getting to know you, it was, you know, you're like, Hey, you know, before we get too far into this thing, you know, let me tell you kind of like my situation, what I got going on. And if you don't want anything part of it, you want any part of it, I understand, but I just wanted to be, you know, open and transparent with you. And then immediately I'm like, okay, well, you know, you could have told me you murdered somebody at that point. Cause I would have been like, all right, this is kind of cool. Yeah, this but is, is that different. really, did you really think I was going to say what I said? Uh, 
It was uh, probably no. No, I mean I was. I don't think. I mean I didn't think about anything yeah. that you what you're gonna say. But regardless, it was just the matter in which you handled it, and the matter you know how you communicated it that impressed me. And I think it was probably more of your manner of communication. Uh, obviously, being vulnerable and, and open about you know the whole thing too. I I, I just appreciated it. Yeah, I could already tell you're different. Wh- why? Mm, well. You know, kind of, you know, think back, you know, 24, 25 and, you know, how do other, you know, people that age and younger back then, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, 21, 22, 23, you know, what what my experience has been over the years and it's not that. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you that, you know, you just had way more life experience and, you know, and that all seemed to add up to something positive for me. Yeah. Um, you know, something that I've thought about more n- lately is I wonder how much of my background in business, um, the work that I used to do in my, in in that career, um, was part of what, you know, my personality, I was so like weirdly confident, um, given all I was going through, um, and weirdly like self-assured. And I, I didn't have a lot of fear. Maybe I was in survival mode, but maybe that translated over and, I, I think into me not to trying that. to impress. Well, look, look, I mean, you, you know, you had a legitimate business making really good money back then. Uh, you worked really, really hard, and what it took to build what you built uh, before you know you went through that divorce, it was you know definitely it's going to change who you are as fun- fundamentally as a person. And so yeah. how you communicate and how you come across is going to be different. Has to be. And there was so much self-improvement in that business that was basically required. If you're, and if, and if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, listen to the last episode, which is in my interview. Um, so I think maybe all that self-improvement, personal development that we had to do, um, maybe helped too. So, yeah. so that's we. I think that it that my history sort of helped me develop into somebody who you who um, you would could see yourself with, despite those things. Yeah, yeah. I guess I never really thought about it that way. Uh, well, maybe I did. And I just don't remember because it's been obviously so long ago. But um, I think your history in that, you know, already having a, a legitimate career, um, I think was an impressive part of your personality. Mm-hmm. So um, it's there was other red flags for sure. Yeah. Right. But then there is this as well. So it, it's like I'm dealing with a whole different kind of human being now. Did you think it was going to be long term? Uh, yeah. Like like pretty quick there. Yeah. I had a feeling like I, I knew within first two weeks it was going to be long term, long, long term. I, I, you know, back then I was actually talking to an officer recruiter for the Air Force. Right. Because I was thinking about um, uh, joining the Air Force to go to the Defense Language Institute uh, to learn Arabic and or do missile space defense over in Colorado. And I was going down the path, you know, I took the pre-ASVAB and the whole thing, was interviewing with them. And then, and then uh, you know, then I met you. I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to work if I'm going to stay with you. So um, I just dropped that path and continued forward with you. And I knew that like so early on, probably within two weeks. That was within the first month that you asked me. <laughs> and I said, um, don't make any... Don't make any career or life decisions based on me because I can't guarantee anything. We weren't even exclusive or anything Mm-mm. at that point. No, so, but I knew. That could have been a red flag for me to run because you were so serious. Well, so. I tried not to let it on too much. Yeah, but, but to, yeah, wow, okay. All right. Um, okay, so 
moving on when 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 I think about other aspects of our marriage that I would attribute to a lot of our success are a lot of our success too um, the first one that comes to mind uh, would be we give each other a lot of grace when it comes to just about everything almost almost to a fault which we'll talk about but the second is communication there's pluses and minuses um, to that though because we communicate very differently mm-hmm. I'm an oh well okay we're gonna go through the points and the first one is <clears throat> I'm an over explainer you're an under explainer. <laughs> You're supposed to read my mind. I am very literal. I give all kinds of context and disclaimers and all the nuances. And Mark tells stories backwards <laughs> with no context. He, he already he assumes I know what and who he's talking about. And when, you know, actually this was recently because I he kept doing it and I was like, You're doing it again. And um and then I broke down because I'm such an analytical person and I am a very little person, literal person. Um, why do you do that? And you said efficient, it's more efficiency. efficiency. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of our communication, how big of a role do you think that plays in the success of our marriage? Uh, well, uh, we have both had to actually modify our own natural ways of communicating to adapt to the other person's needs, Mm -hmm. right? I have had to tell you specifically to like, don't beat around the bush. Don't be polite. Just tell me what you want. I don't need to please. And if you could do this, it would be so nice. Just tell me what to do, damn it. And I'll do it. You know, I don't need the niceties surrounding it. The disclaimers and the, yeah. yeah. And then for you, it's like, okay, you know, sometimes I have to say, okay, be patient. Let's work our way through this, go from the beginning and, mm-hmm. you know, try to step by step explain something where, you know, I want to jump to the end really fast. Yeah. And so that's why, that's what you do. You jump to the end and then I'm like, did I miss something? And then we have to go back through. So we communicate so differently, but, um, I think I force you to, um, like pull apart your slow, thoughts slow down a little bit like, yeah and, and explain it all uh, you know completely for- but even like even if we're having like an issue like if we're having a um disagreement or something it's like or or if i'm upset with you over something that i maybe took wrong you know um i i we, i slow down and we pull it apart and then you start to learn more about even why you do what you do and you might not even have realized it because you don't really um, you're not an over analytical person. It, it's, it's my fault. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I am over analytical. And then this, I mean, I'm saying this cause there's a lot of couples like this. I yes, over analyze everything, but the couples need to understand it's, it's my fault. No, but I see, I don't feel that way. <laughs> I don't at all. No, um, no, it's, it's fine. You know, I say that jokingly, right? Because you know, like I don't need to be right. I just need to make sure that the, the point is made and however it needs to be made. So yeah. uh, I just have to learn and adapt to your style of communication, just like you've done with me. Like mm-hmm. you know, I will grow impatient if you don't get to the point and just you know tell me what exactly that you need a favor for, or what you need done, or. But that's really only when I need something from you if i'm communicating with you about anything else you're oh, super no. patient I just, yeah i just sit back I on the couch like, and, and you listen. know i'll let you vent to me yeah. or you know just you know you you just kind of use me as a sounding board and True. i'm okay with that uh but you're right no this it's more specifically about um getting things done task oriented things um because once i receive an a an order once i receive a task 
I want to do it. Like <laughs> now, like you're slowing yeah. me down. Yeah. Be quiet already. <laughs> yeah. Which is so weird because I've talked to a lot of women who their husbands are very sensitive and if they don't wrap it up nicely with the bow, then they take it the wrong way. So I am like, oh my gosh, Marcus is, is the exact opposite. And what's so funny is that I have been accused by so many people of being rude to you. And I'm, and we've been together 20 years. So I have been trained to be very direct. Like I used to would call him and then our first couple of years together. And I would say, Hey, if you get a chance, um, and if it's not too much trouble, you don't have to, like, if you're too busy, don't worry about it. And he would piss him off so badly. He was like, I swear to God, if you don't just get to the point, I'm not going to do it. So now I say, Mark, I need you to do this. And I remember recently my son who is tends to be a little more sensitive is like, mom, geez, you could say it nicely. I'm like, it does. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter. So if you ever hear me being super direct with Mark, just know that's, that's the communication that he prefers. Um, so, you know, moving on, like this may surprise people I, because I am such a listener, but with you, um, I tell you every thought in my head and, and, and you let me, um, you just have, you hold these infinite amounts of space. Um, and, and no one's ever done that. So I will go on and on because you'll listen forever. Um, but you're the only person I do that with. Um, but recently I would say in the last two years, you have had to, um, this is more when it's supposed to be a conversation, but it ends up being one way yeah. you've had to point it out to me. Yeah. So let's tell the listeners. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I remind you that it's a conversation, not a monologue. <laughs> so in other words, sometimes, uh, your method of communication will be such that where you'll just go on and on and on. You don't, it's not that you don't take a breath. You do, but you don't create pauses or you don't throw in a question like don't you agree what do you think or whatever right it is just like a continuous thought that never ends and that's where i'm like you know hey is this you know do you want me to add to this or sometimes i would i wouldn't add for it to it for the longest time and you just get so frustrated like aren't you listening i'm like yeah but you know, I, I'm losing interest now because you're not engaging me. Gosh, that's so funny. And I always thought that because um, I am used to communicating in a way where with people who, because I am more of a listener, people always cut me off. Always. I always get cut off. I, people never let me finish my thought. Um, so Mark doesn't do that. And so I just figure he has nothing to say. If he's not cutting me off, he will wait until I'm done, which is never and um then so so yeah so that's that's been actually a recent thing that i have had to pay attention to and also i interrupt you right because you were saying yeah yeah you actually brought that up in the same when we were having that yeah this was like a this was like um maybe two years ago or so but i think it, i'm getting better at it yeah yeah definitely it's improved yeah for sure. you gotta think because you're the only person only person that i have in my life i mean i'm sure like my mom and two you know but um, who will, who has that I can, that I feel completely comfortable unloading, right. you know, unloading. Yeah. And so, um, sometimes it's venting, sometimes it's us, you know, venting about something unrelated and sometimes it's us having a conversation, but I think I save it all for him. Um, okay. So <clears throat> we don't, we're very honest with each other. There's no tiptoeing. Um, and this is the thing that, um, I think you are the most and i'm not just saying this secure man that i that i know you don't have a big ego you don't get your feelings hurt even when you should get your feelings hurt 
I think I've tried to hurt your feelings a few times and it doesn't work. Hmm. You know, like tried to like shame you into going to the gym. Not like in a mean way, but being like, you know, like you just don't, you have very secure. And so I can be totally and completely honest with you about things. And I feel like I'm, well, I don't know. You tell me, do, am I the same way? I mean, I'm as secure as you are, not by a mile, but what uh, do you think? Um, well, I mean, I never really thought about, well, I mean, you're, you're, secure i mean i don't have to i never feel i have to tiptoe around you if, yeah if that makes sense so from that respect it's it's just it's normal it's not something i really think about you just kind of go about your daily i guess that i guess that's the point right yeah exactly. i don't have to think about it, it it's uh you know you, and neither do you you don't have to worry about hurting my feelings i'm not hurting your feelings so. i just think about I, the only i never things don't occur to you until you hear about other people's marriages okay and i think that um which i don't hear much of by the way of so. course well you're a man yeah. it's a little different but um a lot of I don't know, like you're not sensitive and you don't take things personal and you don't have a big ego and you don't get offended easily. Things that maybe even should offend you don't offend you. Like even if it's like a hard situation with like a person, like it could be like a client or an agent or some, or somebody at work or, yeah. you know, I, you, you don't you know, I don't like to get my ruffles feathered. I mean, feathers did. ruffled. <laughs> that, that's what I said, right? Um, no, I, I don't. I, I just I, I like my uh, little bubble that I keep around me, yeah. uh, and you know my protection bubble, so to speak. Um, it prevents high highs and low lows, but you know it can be de- a detriment too, because sometimes those high highs and high and low lows can be beneficial. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, I I don't have um, yeah really too much of an ego from that respect. I don't need to be right. I don't need to uh, have words of affirmation. I don't need, you know, if you say like, Mark, you're, you know, you're, you're you should be going to the gym, you know, your body is, uh, you're, you have a dad bod. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, rather than being offended. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? I am uh, kind, of, kind of have a dad bod. Like it doesn't, it, it, things don't occur to you. Like you don't, you don't ever get jealous. You don't, I'm not even talking just like things regarding me. I'm talking about in general, like. You don't, you're not threatened by other people. I'm not envious of other people's success, right? And I, you know, I strive to be like others, but when other people achieve like higher levels than me, I just simply look at them with admiration. I know. Rather than envy. I know. Yeah, I don't, I I don't think I've ever looked at somebody else and be like, oh man, that should be me. Yeah. I think we're, I think we have that in common. That's another thing we have in common. We, yeah. Um, but as far as the secure thing, I think that there are a lot of men who are um, very sensitive. Tone is a big thing with them, like someone's tone. Yeah. Um, they, um, when they don't get their needs met in terms of like just, I don't know. They're just they're they're just they're just sensitive. So I don't know. I can't think of an example right now. No, but, um, I, you know, I don't think it's. I I think what's most interesting is is just how different people are. Yeah, that's who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's how, you know, you've adapted to me and that's, that, that's how I go about my daily life. But other people are so, are going to be very, very different. The question is, how do you utilize those differences to, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to achieve other things? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like, you know, some people are more, wait, I'm hardly, I'm the opposite of volatile, right? I'm like steady right. Eddie. Um, but the people, for the people that are volatile, okay, yeah, there are some downfalls to being volatile, but then there are some, you know, upsides too. The question is, you know, how do you control it? How do you manage it? How do you, 
um, harness it is, yeah. a, is a better way uh, to to create a better life for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, yeah. You're very consistent. You know, you're always the same. You don't ever, I mean, I've been with you for 20 years and you're the same at same person every day sorry like even on your bad days you can't tell a difference um no don't be sorry it's a good thing um so yeah going i was just gonna say neither one of us take things too personally um but if we do get our feelings hurt that we don't have no qualms about telling each other we disagree about a lot of things pretty regularly mm-hmm. um but we very respectfully disagree mm-hmm. um and a lot of times like he'll say um, well, that makes sense, you know, but how, have you thought about it from this way you know, and then vice versa? So I don't know. It's just our styles. We're very similar in our, in our styles of, of fighting, if you call it that. Um, so, and we're, and we're also pretty good about owning the truth if we're wrong. Like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like mm-hmm. I, if I'm like, if you've proven me wrong about something, I'm good. Like, oh, I didn't know. Okay. Gosh, sorry. I, I, I had no idea. I apologize. And vice versa. I think, I think, again, that comes back to the no ego thing. So a lot of people have to be right. And I think that we're one of those couples who just would rather be happy. Even if I still think I'm right about something, well, it's like I'm still a little bit right. I'm not going to – I do my best try to try not to hold on to that. Um, I won't say I never do because sometimes for me it's about um, – it's about, there's a word, we've talked about this too. Um, it's like I'm a dog with a bone sometimes. Yeah. And it's usually when I feel like you're not understanding. Like I will so over explain it to death and I just, I know you want it to be over. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. And I'm like, but well, you don't get yeah, it. When, no, when I try to shut you up by by placating you and, and then what that does that is it fuels fires me you but not fires me up in like an angry yelling way no. it just makes me want to keep explaining until no you must understand end. you must if i just explain it even more you'll get it just keep listening and and um so yeah so i am one that when i i can be a dog with a bone if i really do feel like i'm right about something but sometimes i mean you have to learn when it's worth it and when it's not and so to yeah. your credit, you actually have not done that in a while. I know I'm getting better. See, because when I'm told, when someone communicates something to me, like, "Hey, you, you used do to do this. that all the time." I know. Well, but you didn't. I don't think I even realized it. When someone tells me, it's like, I, you know, noted. Like, I am not, I'm no perfect person, yeah. and I know I'm not right all the time. So I'm good if I, I'm good to look at my own faults because I always want to be improving. So, right. yeah, thank you for that. Thank hmm. you for recognizing. Um, okay, so let's address maybe the most obvious question and comment I, I personally get. Not sure if, if you get this too, which is about my health and how we navigated that within our marriage. Um, why and how you were able to endure that. Share with the listeners what it was like for you to be. Bas- you're basically Jasmine's primary parent for the first three years of her life. A lot of people, a lot of people have said, um, and I did talk about this in my in my solo episode have said, um, he stuck by you. He, um, he, it was almost like surprised, surprised that you would endure and be as graceful about taking that on. You know, you didn't, weren't really prone to get upset. You didn't, I don't know. You didn't react a lot. Maybe that, that comes down to who you are as a person, but let, let's let the listeners hear from you what you felt during that time. Okay. So, like I said before, I don't like um, I like being steady, right? I like don't like my feathers 
ruffled. Right. And, and uh, through trials and tribulations, I try to maintain that steadiness. And that is just my comfort zone. I know they always say you want to go outside your comfort zone for growth, but that is one place that I haven't grown very well in. And, and, but to my advantage, you know, to our advantage in this particular circumstance, because, um, look, I, you know, what choice do you have, right? Like, well, first of well, all, you did. You okay. So, so, but is that, yes, but that's a false choice. Right. Is that really on the table? I mean, honey, you, you have no idea how uh, many men leave their wives. Yeah. They, okay. Yeah. Then, okay. So, well, I mean, when this started, I guess it, it was started right before Jasmine. It was, I was pregnant with her. Well, yeah, no, no well, we, before. yeah, the month before. Yeah. It was before. Um, so I, I think that, I mean, well, just the first sign of something, you know, you're going to jump ship. I mean, that seems no, no, no. pretty weak. No, I would you have know. said like when Jasmine was maybe a toddler, when you were really doing okay, it so, all. Okay. So then when she's a toddler, then, then what? Like, okay, I'm going to be a single dad. I mean, that just, I don't even think that those kinds of things cross my mind mm. just because it, like that just sounds miserable. Yeah. So, you know, you could either, oh gosh, it's so corny to say like, you, you know, can do the, it. The, Just the, be corny. Okay. So, you know, the grass is always greener where you water it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you know, they always say grass is greener on the other side, but really is it? Because, you, you know, could, could I have found happiness somewhere else? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Right. Um, but, I mean, I, clearly I found happiness staying where, where I was at. Um, you just have to, you know, persevere and push through the hard times. And we went through the hard times and we've had much, much, much better times since then. Um, but there's always been trials and there's always been, you know, constant struggle with, with your energy. It's, it's never like an issue, you know, it's never goes away. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, our days are, uh, unpredictable, uh, to, to say the least. It, you know, when I come home from work, I have no idea what I'm going to be walking into in terms of, um, you know, how you're feeling that day. That's yeah. just a natural part of the day. Yeah. Or, you know, daily life. Yeah. So, you know, why, why do I stay? Why did I stay or whatever? I, you know, I guess it's just, I never really thought of it as too much of a choice. Yeah. And were and, you miserable? No, it was hard, Yeah. but not miserable. I miserable. Feel I feel like, look, here's what would be miserable. Let me tell you what would be miserable. Miserable would be you wallowing in it. You identifying as a sick person. I did for a while. Well, but yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Um, it would be you just, you know, making excuses all the time because of how you're feeling instead of being like, suck, instead of sucking it up and doing the best that you can. Mm -hmm. See, the one thing I could always say for you is that you could always put your best foot forward. You, you know, every day you woke up thinking, oh, today's gonna be a good day. Yeah. Like, and then very quickly you realize it wasn't going to be. But at least you like started the day that way, mm -hmm. like believing like, okay, like today my illness is going to disappear. Like, like I forget I'm a sick person. Every day for so long, I, I just kept thinking that. Yeah. So, you, you know, from my perspective, how can you fault somebody that has that attitude? Now, if you have the opposite attitude, which is where well, today's going to suck. Uh, my life is miserable. My, my life is over. And, you, and then... And then having that frame of mind and then how that would impact the rest of your day yeah. and the rest of your week and the month and your year and then our lives, then, then 
that might be a different situation yeah with what i what i might choose to do yeah yeah i feel maybe as a person as a personality and as a person i didn't change um not to say there weren't hard days and hard mostly most hard days but um i think that i don't know um i'm not prone to self-pity um And that again could go back to my, my, my former career where personal development at such a young age, I mean, I was 17 when I started 19, when I went full time in that career, 24, when I left. And so for five years, full time, just daily personal development, um, I feel like that would, that's maybe what has saved me in my mindset during this. It could be, um, because like I said, it's not that, um, it's not that I didn't feel that way. It's just that I knew better than to allow that to be to take over because I know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I'd studied it for too long to to, to do otherwise. So um, yeah, that's that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so on the topic of uh, another tenant, I would say of our marriage that I think works in our favor is we both have a lot of tolerance. Um, we. Um, we're both very slow to anger. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot to get us angry uh, with each other, with the outside world, with other people. We might get like annoyed, but we're pretty, we're very slow to anger. And that could be our childhood. We know mm-hmm. we did grow up with very healthy childhoods with parents who were, who were well-functioning and we're very stable, you know, mentally in that way. So it takes a lot. I mean, Mark has never, ever in 20 years called me a single name ever, not even like something like stupid, like nothing has never called me a name. I only, I think maybe you've raised your voice maybe three times. I couldn't even tell you what the, what it was about, but, um, and that was just to probably get me to shut up. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's, it's, I think, um, a big one that we're both slow to anger. Um, as far as like other things, um, I think that Mark tolerates, um, like we, we don't nitpick small stuff. Um, and, but there are things that are like bigger that we sometimes wish were different. Like I am not someone who likes to cook. And ever since our kids got older, Jordan moved out. Jasmine cooks all of her own meals cause she has special dietary needs and she likes to have control over how, how everything's cooked. Um, I just don't cook at all at, at all. And that is part of what I think Mark would really love for me to do and change. And I, I feel like that's coming soon because I, yes. you know, but um, he, you don't complain about the fact I don't and you don't, I mean, I know that you'd like it, but it's, mm-hmm. but it's like you tolerate the fact like I, and I think what we do is we kind of look at each other as a whole picture. Like you do in my eyes, you do so many other things well that for me to get upset with you about something small, like we'll talk about working out. For example, I work out, I've worked out um, a few times a week, every week for six years. Um, And you are a perfectly healthy person that could definitely make time to work out. If you got, you know, you already get up early and you just don't ever like not early enough. Well, but you could get, you're, you can, you don't need a lot of sleep, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, you're never, you'll go once and then, or twice and then not go back for a month or two and then you'll go. And so it's like, you don't ever like, and it, 
annoys me because I'm like, just if I was in your shoes and I had the energy you have and I didn't need all the sleep, you better believe I'd be hitting that gym. Just like I used to before I got sick, I used to go to the gym. Every, I got up at 4.30 a.m. every morning, got, the gym, got to the gym when they opened. And I can't, and I cannot for the life of me understand why you wouldn't do that. Not that you, Mark doesn't have a weight problem or anything like that, but I'm just like, he's got great genetics. And when he's in his best shape, he looks amazing. I'm like, why, why wouldn't you want to do that? But I tolerate it again. Like this is where giving the grace comes in. It's like, do and I, yeah, you tolerate my uncleanliness and him being my, messy. You're yeah, very messy. My, my disorganization. I, th- I think you, would you prefer, um, that I, focus less energy on keeping things neat and tidy and more energy on cooking. Ooh, I don't know. We should and experiment. like meal prepping. We should experiment with that. I don't know if I can. <laughs> well, just the, the not being tidy part. Cause that would, that would drive you crazy. Ooh, can you imagine? You're so used to it though. It's like, for I could you, live, I could tolerate a certain amount of it, but like, like I couldn't tolerate it. Like if it were a hugely a, a, a big disarray just a small small messes are i can live with yeah. big messes i can't do you remember when i was really sick and um like there would be days where i i well a lot of days i couldn't do it like we'd have family members come and help us and then we had Becca, of course live with us for a couple of years but where i mean the house just would not get cleaned and you just you care a lot like it just didn't even phase you and maybe it did you just didn't show it but you weren't really like fa- you to you, for you it may it made it, it meant more if like a neighbor or a friend would drop off a meal than someone come and clean our house. Oh yeah. For me, I'm like someone just come and clean. I just want someone to come and clean our house. <laughs> That's so true. it's uh, so pop- funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other funny. thing I would say um, is like Mark has. Okay, so this is something lately I have um, been told about. I have people say it to me. So Mark is a, is a real estate broker. His, he's never not working. Like I'm pulling him from work to do this today. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I promised him a date night after. <laughs> so no, I'm just kidding. He would have done it anyway. But, um, but he's never not working. Never. Th- he's never off the clock. So if that phone rings at 11 o'clock at night or six in the morning, it gets answered. If it rings on a date night, it's been ringing off the hook right now, but I'm not answering it. Thank you. We're, it's on. I must not. Yeah, it's on silent. Um, would you like to answer it for the for the group so everyone can see that I'm definitely not exaggerating? Is it ringing right now? Not not at this moment. Okay. Um, so anyway, we will be in a full deep conversation because <laughs> we do. We have a lot. We talk a lot. We talk often yeah. in the mornings and in the evenings. Um, we're very conversational couple and, um, I will be like, really like in it and he, his phone will ring and I see his eyes glance over and I go, do you need to get that? And he, and he's like, just be one second. And you guys, I have been crying before, like having a bad day being like, I just, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I, I I did, my, my eating has been on point. I've done this. I've done that. I just feel like such crap. I can't understand why. And the phone will ring and he has answered it so many times and I am like I am bawling my eyes out and you're answering your phone so again tolerance but I have since told him like how hard would it be to just you know it, all of this can wait usually yeah um mm, sometimes <laughs> you know look like I I yes and no people don't really understand the profession 
so it's hard to grasp. I've been around it for no. I'm just talking about in general other people, but like it's a it's not so much of a job as it is a lifestyle. I know, and you get the perks of it, which is like you're always around because when you are crying, my phone doesn't ring. It could be in the middle of the day, and I'm right there, uh, or I am, or it could be in the evening, and where normally somebody you know would be available, and all of a sudden I'm not. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like you know you get the pros and cons of it um but no i look i i try to mute my phone i do like to know who's trying to reach me because sometimes i could just tell if it's going to be fast or i know it's going to yeah. be emergency yeah um i could just sometimes i'll just pick it up and say hey listen let me give you a call back in just a few minutes because you know i just you know they're you know somebody that i know but you understand that more women than not oh, would yeah. not be okay with that. Yeah, they'd probably grab my phone and throw it out the oh window. Oh my gosh, I know women who like it. It would be it would be a um, a non negotiable. Like this, yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I, I don't think I could actually do this job if if I if that were the case. Yeah, I mean, it's a deal. If you can't tolerate it, it's a deal breaker in a relationship with Mark because it's it's twenty four seven. But you know. There's a price to pay to 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 have the lifestyle that we had. Not that we're like you know ra- like completely living high on the hog, but but it's the a lifestyle price to pay. is the <laughs> freedom's a funny word. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, flexibility. Let's flexibility, call it that. Yeah. I have way more flexibility doing what I do than than any other career. Um, but and that's what it is. It's not freedom. It's just flexibility, and that's the yeah. price that you pay for that f- kind of flexibility. It's like Jasmine's cheer competitions. It's like you were yeah. able, you attended every single one, but there were many times where you had to step out, not while she was on stage, but had to step out and take phone calls and make phone calls out in the lobbies. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were traveling all Did over the place. All the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, um, it's the price you pay, I think. And I, again, this goes back to tolerance. I just, it, it's not, I understand that, you know, a I'm I don't earn an income not yet. Hopefully, at some point with this little gig I'm doing. Um, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. <laughs> um, I don't earn an income, so for me, it's like okay, well, this is the the price we pay. So I just I I deal with it. But I sometimes I wish like oh my gosh, pick and choose those moments a little bit more carefully when you want to pick that pick up the phone. Um, okay, so in terms of our core vo- our core values and beliefs, um, we have always said that I don't maybe maybe you said it and I agreed with you I can't remember but we've always said marriage is hard but not that hard mm-hmm. like marriage is hard because you have to agree you have to on consider certain, somebody else right and you were only child so mm-hmm. for you you were always just the only person that you had to worry about um but I think we both um and it and I'm gonna say that we that we probably it's probably just luck of the draw in our case we just got lucky with each other because we're both we're both very um, tolerant, even keel, consistent people. Things don't tend to be hard for us in our marriage. We tend to agree, and when we disagree, we just were able to sort of figure it out easily. It's just so it's hard, but it's not that hard uh, for us. It's just yeah. well, I think it's just you know you're reasonable, I'm reasonable. We figure it out and move on. You know. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, where it gets hard is is maybe when you have these uh, real life issues, health issues, right? Uh, that's where you know I think it could get much more challenging. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are both. We you know bring, coming into the marriage, um, we are you know we have some similar like we're both Christian. Um, we both were a little more traditional with our um, 
with our sort of roles in the marriage, um, but we give each other a lot of grace. Like if he um, needs me to do something that would normally be his job, I'm willing to do it. And if I need to do, obviously, if he has to do something that's more my job, like taking care of Jasmine our first few years, he'll do it. So we're definitely willing to like step in. Um, I don't think we necessarily love when we have to do that. At least I don't. I hate doing like the stuff that he's better at. Um, but I'm willing, you know, I'm willing to do it and I'm not, to me, that's not like a hill I'm going to die on. Like, yeah. it's just not, it's not a, um, it's a, a deal breaker. That's yeah, a good way to think about it. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker. It's like, if I have to do certain, like, I don't like taking my car to the mechanic. I don't like just certain things I don't like doing. I wish I want him to do, but I, you know, I do them and a lot of women w- wouldn't, you'd be surprised. Um, okay. So I would say we're both very neutral types. We see both sides of almost every situation. Mm-hmm. We tend to, we'll lean a certain way in, in situations. We tend to both mm-hmm. lean the same direction, but not always, not definitely not always. Um, but we're very good at seeing all sides, which is probably why we don't argue because we mm-hmm. can see things from each other's point of view or we don't fight. We, we argue, we, we disagree, but we don't fight. I don't want to give anybody the false, you know, understanding. Um, I would say we're both tend to be more unselfish in the way that, um, to me, I feel like if you, because you have front loaded our marriage with so much unselfishness and kindness to me, my goal is to always be reciprocating and like as much as I can, like what in the areas that I can give back. And it's not because he's ever asked me to, or made me feel guilty. He never has. He doesn't even, I don't think care, but, um, I always think well, maybe like, that's why you do it. Yeah, I mean, true. I mean, I probably would be more bitter if it was... Well, we're not keeping score. Right. So yeah. it's not like I'm like, I did this and I did this and I'm expecting you to do that. So in other words, it's not like a score that I keep, a score sheet that I keep where I'm, I'm saying I, I'm tracking all my good deeds and all of the things that I think I go above and beyond for you. Yeah. I don't. I don't think about it. I just do it. And then, and then I don't expect anything in return. And then... And, and that's developed the same habit or maybe you're just the same way too. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you were just the same way or if that was something where I led by example and you followed, but it's just easily reciprocated. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think, um, I'm a, I'm, I have a lot of gratitude for our marriage. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of gratitude for the amount of grace that you've given me in our marriage. And I've, I just, so for me, it's like, I'm always, um, yeah, like it's it's not it's not hard for me to want to like I don't know like make up um, find re- find reasons and ways to um, be unselfish I guess uh, but um, I don't know where I was going with all that but um, I think we're also comfortable in the mundane like maybe a little too comfortable. Um, what I mean by that is we enjoy each other's company when we're doing nothing and we don't need a lot of stuff and a lot of plans to enjoy our relationship. Like we're just the day to day. I think each other, um, to enjoy each other's company, Mm -hmm. um, where I know there's a lot of couples who are always have to be doing something or, planning something doing trips doing social stuff and, doing, uh, like, involving wish, friends but whatever. i wish we were more like that sometimes yeah, actually i was just gonna say the same thing yeah like yeah. we're so complacent yeah 
Yeah, to actually, I agree with you to a fault. And to the, to where we're talking about our New Year's resolutions, saying like we're going to be more social. We we're do gonna, this every year. We're gonna we're we're gonna invite somebody over for dinner. We're so <laughs> it's it was so complacent. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing and a bad. I mean, it's a good thing because we're always we're pretty much always happy with each other and the marriage. But it's like. Our lifestyle well, how, is boring. how happy can you be, right? Like, yeah, you're 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 content. You're, yeah, and there's a but there's a certain level of where like content contentment's not enough. Yeah, you gotta go out yeah. and yeah, it's complacency. You gotta you gotta you know go out and live and meet people and you know what's life for? What are you trying to get? Well, I think that we, for me, I'll speak for myself. I think that we spent I I spent so many. I mean, I went the pendulum swung. I mean, I was yeah. one way for many years, and then it swung the opposite direction, and went I went the other extreme. And I think I got so used to being a homebody and like not really having a social life. And you really your social life really was mine. Like you kind of yeah yeah like you would um, like I was in charge of all that kind of stuff. And so when I stopped doing that. Um, we just didn't have one and we mm-hmm. haven't had one for many years, not like a consistent one. Yeah. And so, um, I think for me, it's hard to change back or it's hard to go back. It's just, it's now it's, uh, I mean, change is hard. It was hard for me to slow down. Now it's hard for me to get going. Mm-hmm. So, but I do recognize the value in it. And I, I, I know you do because you're always for you. I know that it, it really fills you, mm-hmm. um, with like, I feel like it, um, re-energizes you. It does, but I think the the biggest challenge and probably the the reason why it's just fallen off as a priority list is because of the unpredictability of your health, right? If you knew that on Friday night you were going to feel good and and we were going to go do something, uh, we would make plans ahead of time and we'd do it. But the fact is, it's like Friday night can come and you're, you might just like, you're going to suffer through it. Well... I mean, yes and no. I mean, I can't always use, I mean, that's an excuse that I could definitely use, but I always assume I'm going to feel fine. So it's not really fair to use that excuse. I think it's more. Um, well, do you think that's what generated the habit? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, but uh, anymore, it's just, I think there's a lack of motivation for me to to do it, to be the person that's, um um, in charge, uh, or like, uh, the person making the plans. And, um, even though I used to totally be that way. Um, and unless you're coming to me, I don't, I just don't even think about it unless somebody's coming to me and you're too busy to be even thinking mm-hmm. about making a social plan. So they just don't get made. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is something that I think we're trying to get better at. And we have gotten a little better at it. Um, especially with doing the podcast because it's reunited me with a lot of people mm-hmm. and I've met new people. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's I would say being comfortable in the mundane is, again, it's a plus because we enjoy each other's company, but it's a minus because I'm a little too complacent. Okay, so the next area would be our good habits. Um, we show each other in, show interest in what each other is thinking, doing, saying, and feeling. So, um, you know, I ask Mark every single day you know, how his day was like the, like within the first minute of him walking in the door. And I want to, you know, I want to hear about his day. I want to hear, you know, what happened that day, good and bad and everything. And I really, we really walk through the day and I want it like, oh, I met with this person. And then I'll ask a lot of, oh, where's their house? You know, I show a lot of interest, not because I'm fascinated with real estate, but because it doesn't take, I'm a curious person by nature. We all know this. 
So it doesn't take a lot of effort for me, but I also think it's a good habit to show interest in what your significant other is, what they do with their time, what they're up to and keeping up to date if you're not spending you know that time with them. And I can always then follow up in a conversation like, hey, what ended up happening with that one agent you met with? Like, did you end up bringing him on board or like, is he coming? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just for me, it's like I always feel like I have, um, I'm, I'm, still, I'm a part of that. It makes, it gives me a little part of it. So, um, and then- with me, I feel like you're that way with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, you know, knowing that you're you're interested in you know my day. I mean, what what I mean, what's the opposite, right? Like I could come home and it could just be like you know just sit on the couch and veg. I mean, you know what I mean? It, you know, having that daily recap is you know just you know it's a good way of touching base. Yeah, it's, it's well, always I... it's always good to touch base. Like, hey, how was your day? What did you do? How was your day? What did you do? It, it could be totally boring. It doesn't have to be exciting. But if you don't touch base, you're not a team. And, which is the first time I've ever thought about this. But, you know, on my real estate team, uh, we touch base every Monday morning and every Friday morning mm-hmm. just to touch base. Mm-hmm. Hey, how was your week? Like, what did you do? Or like, you know, what do you have going on this weekend? And, uh, you know, whatever. We, we, we just we showing touch interest base. in what they're up to. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine that if we never did that, the people wouldn't know each other. They would there'd be no connection. There'd be no bond, even though they're not like. It's not like there's some bond between them, like the individual team members, but just the fact that they're touching base and just knowing each other yeah. um, does create a sense of community. Yeah. And, uh, but in, in the same exact way, you know, we do that, you know, in, in, in marriage and it creates that bond. So, yeah. I think too, you'll, you know, you always want the recap on Jasmine. Like, Hey, how was, you know, Definitely. cause she won't tell me cause she only could tell you one time. She could only she tell, she doesn't want to repeat herself. No, she could only tell the story once. Yeah. So and when you if come I'm home, not the first one, I have to get it from you. If when you come home, she's usually in a room. And so we talk about, you know, how Jasmine's doing, what happened at school, whatever. So yeah. So that's one of our good habits is we show interest in what each other's up to. You know, he shows interest in the podcast and he does help me with the podcast a lot. So, and there's, it's like he, is happy. I think it. We tr- look for ways to be a part of each other's lives, even in indirect ways. So, yeah. in addition to being kinda, a real estate broker, I'm an audio en- you engineer. You are an audio engineer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, if the audio is not good on this podcast, you can blame Mark. It's my fault. Um, okay, so I also think we don't take advantage of of kindness um, with each other. Like, I really. Um, it's, it would be very, very easy for me to take advantage or take it for granted and start expecting it or whatever. But it's like that's when you'll start losing it and they'll get bitter and they'll want to show that extra kindness and grace less. So I'm it for me, it never um, it never loses its um, I don't know. I've just never lost the appreciation for it because I, I know that it's something that is um, it's not a given that you're always going to have that in, in a marriage. So um we recognize each other's strengths and we, oh, this is a big one. We recognize each other's strengths and we focus on them. There, there's no competition. We go, um, to each other for advice in the areas that we're each good at. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this recently, how husband and wives tend to be more competitive when the more similar they are, they tend to be competitive in the, I have met a few different couples and, um, that are, um, always, um, in competition with each other and they're always keeping score and it tends to be the couples that have um the most similar yeah characteristics interesting yeah and yeah. i've been thinking like have you and i ever been competitive about anything? no no never 
I, I think it's because we're so different. Like, what yeah. would we compete about? Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, uh, well, to the point that uh, we're so different is, you know, what the reason why I knew right away when I first met you that that you were you were special to me or could be, you know, the one that person I was going to marry is uh, like you complimented all of the things that I felt that I lacked. Yeah. You know, for example, you are way better at communicating um, than I am. Uh, your emotional intelligence is off the charts. Your genius level on that, and I'm just like a freaking moron <laughs> when it comes to. I would to, say that. Well, uh, okay, fine, but uh, let's just say, let's just say, I would consider it a, a weakness of mine, mm-hmm. and it is like a superpower of yours. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when I and I knew that for me to be in a healthy relationship, I would need to be with somebody that can effectively communicate and combine that with that emotional intelligence to bring certain things out of me. So that way I wouldn't bottle it up. We could talk things out. I just needed to have somebody that could, that, that can just, cause that's what I'll just naturally do. I'll just, yeah. it's not that I'm trying to suppress it. It's just that I just won't acknowledge something yeah. for whatever reason. Right. But you'll recognize it before I do and then pull it out. And, and, and I knew that that was something that was going to be important. For me to be in a successful relationship with um and and so to that you know statement that you know we are different very different in some of these fundamental ways so yeah we're not competing we're not doing any of that stuff um you know my strengths are your weaknesses mm-hmm. and your strengths are my weaknesses That's very very true so uh yeah. it's more of a, a great compliment than it is a competition yeah very well put. I, I would say that I go to you for um, business advice, like work stuff, like obviously with this podcast and other endeavors I've done in the past. Um, I obviously go to you for all of the um, more um, sophisticated areas of life that don't involve, you know, people skills, like just knowing how to, like there's just certain, I'm just trying to think of anything one specific I can come up with. You do so much and um it you just have a knack for things I don't have a knack for in understanding how the world works, mm-hmm. I think is like to put it very broadly. And um, for me, I'm a more, I'm a, you're more macro and I'm more micro. Yeah. So I understand like small things and little, um, yeah. So for me, like people, like you, well, I'll go to you for advice on more broad, broader subjects mm-hmm. and you come to me for, I feel like more people. Mm-hmm. It, when you're dealing with personality stuff, whether it's, it's your the superpower. kids, it's not even close. Whether yeah. it's the kids or whether it's, you know, a client situation or agent or or whatever. I don't. It's like um, we just really. Um, I feel like it's a resource. We mm-hmm. use each other as a resource that way, and I really respect your, um, your knowledge and your awareness of things that I have no knowledge or awareness in, and I think vice versa. So I think that, you know, that comes in handy. It does, would never even compare to me or uh, it would never even occur to me to compare or to uh, compete with him. Just There's just no com- competition. Like it just, I don't even know with what areas we would do that. Um, it's funny because even like the first, Jasmine's first few years when you were the um, primary, more the primary parent where she really preferred you, um, over me, which is very, very rare. And I could have taken that very, very personally. Um, I didn't like it in terms of like, I wanted her to want me, obviously my mom, but, um, because I was, I guess, dealing with so many health issues. Um, it only made sense obviously, but I didn't resent, I was just thankful that she had Mark, you know, 
you know, it, I right. don't know. Yeah. Um, I think around between three and four, um, when I started to get a little better, she, um, we, she came over to me and now we're more, well, not right now. She's closer to me as a teenager, but, um, for many years <clears throat> it was 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So when we, um, can't decide on what to do, uh, when we disagree, like if we're at odds and butting heads on something important, we go with not butting heads, but like he wants to do something or he thinks something and I think different or whatever. Mm-hmm. We always say, okay, who is this more important to? And you really have to be honest in that moment. Like, okay, like which, which person is, is, is like, I'll, I'm going to use an example. A couple weeks ago was the, um, Sac Republic soccer, their last game and you took the team. Right. And, um, mm-hmm at work from work and I was supposed to go and I that night really was not feeling well and I knew he really wanted me to go so I actually said to him you know (laughs) he knew all day I wasn't feeling well and um and I and I'd still planned on going and I said I knew that um he really wanted me to go so I just said if 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 you really and I just tell me honestly if you really really want me to go if this is really really important to you I will rally and I will go but you need to let me know how important this is to you. And he was just like, it, it, I would, I would prefer you were home comfortable than being there and being uncomfortable. Cause I know you're not going to have good. T- anyway, long story short, we really had that. And if he had really wanted me to go, I would have gone. And there's many times where it's like that, where we just have to really figure out who it's more important to. Yeah. I wish I had a better example because yeah, I it, wish I did too. It, it's more of uh, that, that's a, that's a soft example. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it would be something where we're actually more butting heads on, where it's it's more of um, maybe like a purchase, like spending money on something. That's usually something. Yeah, that is that can be something yeah. that we'll butt heads on because uh, you know I am more conservative frugal. or more frugal than you, um, and and you value convenience more than I do. Oh, good one. That's it. That's it. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And so there'll be some scenario revolving that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. I will. I'm happy to pay for convenience and something that saves me time and effort. Where Mark is happy to go, like spend the time and effort when he doesn't even have it. Um, and I'm happy to pay a premium for that. And we will actually fig like figure out who something's more like what's well like uh. Flights, for example, like I, when we go to Hawaii, there's the comfort, we don't do like first class and all that, but there's the comfort seats or whatever. And we've talked many times about like stuff like that, like spending the extra money. And what it comes down to is we know at this point that it is more important to me most of the time. Yeah. Um, But there are obviously shorter flights. It's not as important to me. So then we don't spend the money. So I think that's really what it comes down to is like convenience and comfort, um, paying a premium for that or not. That's where we usually use that 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 little principle yeah that, that that's one place and there are others i can't think of right now where we're like literally butting heads on it and it's it's a like a like a real issue and i can't even for the life of me imagine what it is um uh, what okay so one well okay one could be you know putting jasmine in cheerleading mm. mm-hmm. uh you know doing all-star cheer yep and the commitment to that and this is like all-star cheer is no joke. No, this yeah. is this is like a, practically a year-long thing. Cost thousands and thousands and thousands of mm-hmm. dollars between the travel and the gym and everything else that goes along with it. Yep. And you were just so emphatic of like how important it was going uh, to be for Jasmine's benefit. 
to participate in that yeah. that um that you know you know at the end i you know i as much as i didn't want to do it uh didn't want to spend the money didn't want to inconvenience myself didn't want to just the, put my year on hold not it wasn't on hold but but damn, it was a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. But what do you think about it now? Oh, well, yeah, you're always right. No, no, no. <laughs> Tell, I mean, truthfully, like, do you feel like it was a good investment? Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, look, she won nationals. So yeah. that was amazing. And the whole experience, the whole journey, you know, from the low, low, low lows to literally winning With the her, national yeah. championship to the providing her the happiest moment of her life. Yeah. I do think that, you know, the only time I will push for something is when, like, push very hard against it is when I'm very, like, I am a million percent confident that... You're convicted. Yeah, and I really don't do that unless I'm sure, you know, I I really reserve that, and I think that's, I built up trust that way with you. Yeah. Like, you know I'm not going to do that with just anything. Yeah, no, that's another good point. Like, there is that trust. There is that, I, I know you understand me. And when you make the decision to want to supersede what I feel, mm-hmm. I know it's given so with deliberate thought. So then that makes me think, okay, uh, yeah. I got to really think about what she's saying. And, you know, and, and then if I can't articulate well enough why it shouldn't be the case. And isn't that funny? That's how it is. It's you wanting to do something and me saying no. That's what, just like kind of like what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, that's... Well, a lot of it comes back, I think, to spending because Mark is very frugal. He he's a saver, and we don't. The thing is, is we don't do a lot. So, you know, we don't do a lot. We don't. We we just started, like barely traveling, if you could even call it that. And um, and you know, we're not just on audio, Mark. We're on video, and you just yawned. So every, sorry, the YouTube crowd it's, saw it's that. It's late. <laughs> it is late. Um, so. We just, and so I'm always going back to like, we do nothing. Like we don't really do anything. Like let's put the money towards something that actually gives us, you know, gives her something, gives us something or whatever. So I usually can rationalize it that way. Um, Well, other, other ways too. Um, Okay. So as far as like bad habits we've inherited, I've become, I have went from being a class A planner to a procrastinator because um, Mark sort of at home behaves like nothing is urgent. Um, like nothing is urgent to him at home. Um, he's very, he's a very, has a very whatever attitude. Um, he's very flexible. Like he just doesn't put a lot of care or effort into things being a certain way. And so, um, I let, I tend to let things go. And that goes for like the exterior of our, our house, like, um, like our backyard or like the garage or like there's just certain areas where in the past, I would have been like planning for the weekends for us to take care of those things. Or like, I don't know, like I just am more um, like on the ball with that kind of stuff. I have become more of a procrastinator and have more of a lackadaisical attitude in areas that I previously would not have because I think I've got, I've gotten that a little bit from you. And of course you've got my lackadaisical attitude on our social life. Mm -hmm. So we do, we have inherited each other's bad habits a bit. Um, And the other thing is like, we're not, we're not the type to hold each other accountable or parent each other. Um, again, it comes back to, we give each other too much grace. Like sometimes I'm, you know, I wonder like how much should I push him? How much should I like when I know that like, gosh, she just needs a break. He's been working all week. Like, am I really going to make him go like work out in the yard? Am I really going to ask him to, I don't know. Like for me, it's like, who cares? Like I've been, I have inherited the whatever attitude, like it's fine. Um, and 
sometimes like I wonder like are we too do we give it too much grace I definitely think so because I know I've always known that I am a lazy person as hard as I work and as like workaholic so to speak as I am um it's I am that way because it's more motivated by fear than anything else yeah and uh, but my natural state is to be lazy and to veg and you know that is kind of like my like my normal yeah and so when I, when you see me out there hustling 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 all the time that's not my normal mm-hmm. uh, don't get me wrong it's like you know you develop new habits and everything like that but you know given the opportunity to do it uh, i will gladly sit on the couch and, yeah. and go watch suits or something like that you yeah know? yeah i mean like i i, I just i'm not I, I don't like i'm not a fan of being a nag i just don't want to be yeah. and if i cared a lot like if we're having some, uh, something at our get together at our house obviously i'll be like okay here's your list yeah. but um i'm just not a fan of like nagging or or holding each other accountable and like you don't do that to, you definitely don't do it to me either um so again i think a lot of uh, there are a lot of couples who are more that way like you said you're going to do this and you need to be doing that and i'm not saying like you shouldn't be pushing your partner but maybe it's the way you do it i could definitely afford to push you more and you could probably afford to push me more mm-hmm. like we could really you know i think so but um it's it's a good and a bad thing let's do it i know so i'm gonna push you to start cooking some dinner yeah every day yeah we come could on, we should go. come up with like plans that way like I'll do this and I'll do this for the, yeah, we should, I'll do this and you do this. And then we hold each other accountable. That's what we should do. Okay. That would be a really good idea. Actually. I didn't have never thought about that, thought about it that way. Um, biggest inherent differences. I am spiritual, very much led by uh, my faith and, um, and he's logical. Um, not to say he doesn't have a faith, but he is very logical. I always know, where I'm being led, um, in life, um, from a spiritual standpoint. And, and he's just does not speak that language at all. Um, sometimes, um, sometimes I think we wish each other was a little bit more like that. Like I can't make something make sense logically. Sometimes it's just, it's a feeling or Mm -hmm. intuition. And you're like, I don't, you just sort of humor me and like nod and smile. And with logic, um, you know, it's not that I'm not logical. It's just that I don't approach life that way. Mm -hmm. What do you think? No, you you know you approach life being fe- with this um, being led approach. Yeah, you're very. We're not talking about like everything. Just like big. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. I mean, like certain things have to get done, whether yeah. or not I want to do them. <laughs> yeah. I am being led to clean the kitchen. <laughs> I was. I didn't feel led today, so I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I'm, I, we're speaking, yeah, yeah, not specifically here. Yeah, no, 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 but in general, like general directions, right? Yeah. Like you feel, uh, being, and after all, you've been through a lot. You've had a lot of time to reflect. You've had a lot of solitude. Mm-hmm. Um, having been in a wheelchair for years as well, you know, you know, there's a lot of reflection that you've done over the years that uh, has probably enhanced what you were already because you were always you know spiritual but i would say you've probably become more in touch with that side of yourself and have allowed yourself to be led uh probably because you you have had that solitude and 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 you've really tapped into that and that's kind of become who you are yeah yeah very very true um i think also too like we respect each other's differences that way like he really um 
I don't know, like sometimes I wish I was more logical. And I think he wishes he was more spiritual. Like I'll talk about my faith in a way that he can't relate, even though he has a faith, but it's not, it's different from my faith where it's like, um, I don't know, like it's a personal journey, obviously for each one of us, but um, I think we admire each other for those different reasons. Like I admire how logical he's able to be and how unemotional he can be at times because for me, I could use some of that and I think vice versa. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you think I, but again, we're compliment to each other as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is not the deepest thinker and communicating doesn't come naturally to him. Again, this is our biggest inherent, uh, differences. Um, which I don't know if we could have two of me in this relationship. Honestly, can you even freaking imagine? Oh God, that'd be like miserable. Or even two of you. Like, I just feel like. But can you imagine? Oh, well, first of all. God help like anybody that's like married to somebody like me. So you're a saint, but like to have like two of me to have like, like two of me in real. Oh God, that'd be miserable. Like seriously. I think two of me is worse. You have great communication. How about that? We would just never stop talking. (laughs) Yeah. So funny. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think we're, we're compliment. And again, I think there would be a lot of silence in the house if there were two of me. Yeah. It's so true. (laughs) Yeah. Which then it's like, you know, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, I'm a listener and you turned me into a talker in our relationship. Yeah. It's like the only relationship I have where I'm the primary talker. The only one. But I kind of make you talk. So I do get you talking. Yeah. I'm here, aren't I? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay. And having a clean house obviously isn't a priority to him. He'd rather I cook. I wish he was cleaner. These are our biggest inherent differences. And then lastly, um, love languages. So Mark is a physical touch. Oh, big sigh right before you said no, that. No, I'm Do sorry. Do y'all hear that? See, I'm tired too. But he <laughs> is. Like his, his love language is physical touch. Mine is words of affirmation. We're both not um, wonderful at giving each other our respective love languages. Um, what's funny is we're great at quality time and acts of service, which are ones that are not our primary. Like love, we're, we're great at quality time and we're great at acts of service, but those aren't our primaries. Mm-hmm. Um, neither one of us um, have a, a huge love of uh, gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I won't turn it turn it away. Don't get me wrong. But um, I think that um, our love languages, like, I think that we tend to give what we want. So words of affirmation, I'm great at giving. Like, I am affirming everybody around me all the time. And I'm telling everybody how great they are. And, like, I'm really good with my kids. I'm good with Mark. I'm always, I'm full of praise. I sometimes need that reassurance and validation from him and he just assumes I know how I feel how he feels about me and I do know but sometimes it's nice to hear and so sometimes I have to ask him like do you think I did okay or did you think this podcast was okay or do you think that and and then he'll he'll give it to me but he doesn't it it doesn't come like second nature for you to Mm -hmm. give me those Mm -hmm. and then what do you think about the uh physical touch uh, well, the the crazy thing about that part of it uh, for for you is because you have your physical ailments, uh, that has actually um, you know taken um, a toll on you from from a physical standpoint, from a sensory standpoint, from a sensory standpoint. Thank you, sensory standpoint. Like it is hard for you to be touched. 
Sometimes, not all the time. Not all the time, yeah. Yeah, but but sometimes it, it, it so sometimes it, it's you know loud noises or physical touch uh, touch you know will have these uh, chilling effects on you or will will you know ca- cause you anxiety. Yeah. You know, due to you know your you know due to your illness. So, unfortunately, it's first thing in the morning and last in it's in the morning and at night, which tends to be like when well, you're in when, bed when you would cuddle. And it's like the, I mean, it's the last thing I want to do is like cuddle, like, like, ha- like I don't, not the type that's going to fall asleep in his arms. Um, not to say I was never, well, I think one point I used to be like that, but it is a true sensory thing, mm-hmm. um, with me. And so, um, but I feel like I could get better at other ways. Like I could definitely offer more hugs and more, um, more hugs and kisses and more like, like that, those kinds of things, um, where it's not like a long-term touch, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of challenge accepted. Yeah. Well, again, I think it's holding each other accountable. Like yeah. he would never like say, I mean, in my last marriage, it was like this. Um, <clears throat> Cause he was, I don't know, another physical touch person. He would get upset where Mark won't get upset. Like he won't be like, you haven't hugged me all day or whatever. Like, you know, when was the last time you kissed me or whatever? He just doesn't do that. But, um, which I appreciate, but at the same time, I'm like, well, shoot, when was the last time? You know, so I that's room. I definitely have room for growth. There, we both have room for growth. I mean, it's just we recognize our faults and our strengths, and we bring what we're really strong at. We definitely are always bringing it, but yeah. I think we both recognize that we're fall short in oh, some of the other areas. A, everybody falls short yeah. somewhere, you know. Just, but does everybody admit it? And are, does everybody own it? I mean, I definitely yeah. own the fact that I'm not. I could be better. I mean. It's just, well, you know, I'll, 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 I'll use your phrase. You, you, the phrase you like to use in every area of your life, it's true. I and mean, so you're not just making it up, but you like to use the phrase, it doesn't occur to me or it didn't occur to me. Things that are like, how does like things that are, I, I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head, but I'm like, how does it not occur to you? Think very obvious things. And, um, for me, sometimes like giving a hug or a kiss won't occur. It literally won't occur to me because my mind is somewhere else. And so it needs to be more top of mind for, mm-hmm. for me. Um, I won't turn it away though. Like if he's, mm-hmm. you know, if you say, can I get a hug or can mm-hmm. I get, yeah. So it's just about like bringing it to my attention. Same with me asking you, did I do okay? Mm-hmm. Am I okay? Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think to wrap it up here, things we are constantly working on are the love languages, our social life, um, being too comfortable and I would say date nights. I would say that's another thing. Like, yeah, that's we, falling off. Yeah, we 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 can, try to do it yeah. intentionally for a little bit. Yeah, but that just kind of was fell before off. COVID because yeah. I think COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, I that's think that's point. what happened. Honestly, I think that's what happened. Yeah, because um, we were like really on a roll for like mm-hmm. a couple of months every fr- like every weekend, and it's so important. I feel like you know one of the things that when Jasmine was a baby, Mark and I used to be really great at these things. When Jasmine was a baby, um. We didn't have a lot of, we're going through the recession. I was sick, you know, going through my illness. And when Jordan would be at his dad's house, we would very intentionally, mind you, this is when I was like really not feeling well too. And we had a baby. We put her to bed at like eight o'clock at night. And then we would together, remember, make dinner. Mm-hmm. And then we'd light candles at the at the dining room table. Mm-hmm. And we would have dinner together. And it was like our moment to connect. And we would do that like regularly. Yeah, like bow tie pasta. Yeah, but do you remember like how yeah. intentional we were about it and we would do it regularly? Yeah. We had a million excuses uh-huh. not to do it. But it's like we were so intentional back then. Gosh, but that was like 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, so we could definitely get better at that. So those are, I think those are the areas that we're working on. 
Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I feel like I feel like we we're very raw, real, authentic, transparent. Yeah. In all areas yeah. of our lives. All, I mean, we are real. who we are. We're not super exciting, but we one thing we are, we are consistent. So <laughs> here we are, twenty years later, still going strong. So yeah. if you guys like this episode, please um, subscribe to the show. Hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. And if you guys want to see more episodes with Mark, let us know um, either yeah. in a review. Smash that subscribe button. That's what they he's say, right? He's talking to the camera. If you're listening on podcast, he's talking to the camera. Um, leave us a review, five-star rating, and um, let us know if you guys want me to have Mark back on. If there's another subject you guys want us to tackle, we can. Um, this is really fun. So. Yeah, believe it or not, I'm the funnier one of the two, he, just for the record. We didn't even talk about that, but that's... <sighs> the humor aspect okay all right well to be continued we'll, we'll do that next time okay all right guys i will see you next week thanks for listening bye that's all for this episode of humanity unlocked do you have a personal story to share with us we're all ears visit humanityunlockedpodcast.com and send us an inquiry thanks so much for listening and if you enjoyed this conversation, please leave us a five-star review and hit subscribe to hear weekly episodes of our show.